You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. To the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it's uh, time for where fantasy football focus meets reality here. Okay. I like it. So, uh, I've got Mike Clay's projections in front of me here for the 2021 season. Good. When they go over the Steelers roster here, and we'll look at some other things here that yeah, just kind of jump out. Yeah, their vision or whatever else, too. Okay. So, I've got the uh, his 2021 Steeler projections. His projection on Ben Roethlisberger is that he plays in 16 games. I assume I've never done projections, but I assume you have to project guys that you know are going to be starters to play sixteen games. Like, I wonder what he how his pre projects Andy Dalton versus Fields. Like, well, I, I remember I now there's seventeen games this oh, season. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, so. so I guess you don't. Yeah, let's flush that down. So his projection here for Ben Roethlisberger is four thousand three hundred and two passing yards. Okay. Twenty nine touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, uh, twenty nine sacks. Uh, times sacked, which would be a big, yeah, uh, twice just, twice as many more than the, he was sacked okay. last year. I'm hoping that means that they throw the ball downfield a little more, but that seems like a high number. Um, in terms of fantasy, he has him in terms of fantasy quarterbacks as the number 17 in points at 269. Um, well, that's where it doesn't meet reality. He's not going to run, so right, you know, yeah. It, yeah, the passing numbers would probably be 12th or so. Yeah. But if Ben Roethlisberger throws for 4,300 yards with 29 touchdown passes this year, um, 13 interceptions in 16 games, I can see, you know. I, I, I think that's reasonable numbers. Yeah. I mean, um, you would hope that if you're taking 29 sacks that there's more longer developing patterns. Um, what we're not talking about is, okay, he throws for 29 touchdowns, but maybe they get seven or eight more rushing touchdowns as a team than they did. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm looking into how other numbers would which extrapolate off of that one. But on a, you know, just reading the, the back of the football card, that's that would be an acceptable year for Ben and would give the team a pretty strong chance to win. They would be pretty, yeah. That, yeah. Again, the 4,300 yards and 29 touchdown passes give you right, a chance. right. To win a lot of games. Right, with the defense and an expanded, better running game, you would assume. Yeah. Speaking of the running game. I figured we'd go that direction. Najee Harris projection. I can almost say I'm going to bet the over on this no matter what they say, but fair enough. 15 games, 244 carries. I'm going over that. Yeah. 1,054 yards. I'm going over that. I am too. Seven rushing touchdowns. And that's only 15 games, he said. I mean, yeah. I would assume most running backs, they assume, will miss a little time. A little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven rushing touchdowns. I'm going over that too, but okay. 66 targets. That's a reasonable number. That's a reasonable number. I, think, I mean, Mike Clay does a really good job. I think he's the best projection guy out there. 50 catches. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. 379 receiving yards. I actually would go over I that. I'd go over that if he catches 50 balls. But if they're going to they're gonna use him like they use Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. 
Le'Veon Bell in some of those years, uh, especially early in his career, was average ten yards a catch. Yeah, say they're because they're split, they're not dump offs. They're, right. he, they're splitting them out wide and getting them the ball in space. Right. Uh, if he gets his fifty balls, I think he'll go well over that yard. He might break a couple too. He might break a couple, and sure, there'll be screens that get blown up and you get zero, and yeah. you know, like everybody else. But I do think he'll run some longer developing routes than that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say on that? I forget who I was listening to who was one of the few national fantasy people that I think is starting to really catch on with Harris. And he only had like three or four backs in the league getting more touches, more usage touches than Harris matter, this year. Yeah. Even at this, Clay's, Clay has, is projecting him at 294 touches. It's a big number, but I still number. think I'll go over if he stays healthy. Yeah. I, mean, I think he'd like Dalvin Cook and McCaffrey and a couple others, but not many that touch the ball more than Harris. Yeah. Which is That puts amazing. him at uh, 245 fantasy points, which would be, in his projections, 13th among, among running backs. Yeah, again, I'm going to go on over. I mean, I'm taking him in the first round when when you know, when it hits the fan come you know, September time. Uh, he's projecting Benny Snell with 54 carries for 215 yards and two touchdowns. Hmm. You and I got a tweet, not to go off subject, but someone wrote us, he really hopes that the backfield goes harris mcfarland Bellage. I think those guys have the highest ceiling. I think McFarlane is going to play more than people think. Do you think McFarlane will have more touches than Snell? Maybe not more than Snell because I think they'll use Snell in some short yardage situations kind of to take. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin's a bell cow guy. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that while also not running your, your first-round draft pick into the ground. Mm-hmm. And therefore, maybe use it's it's third and one. Let's run Snell. The offensive line is really firing off the ball here. Mm-hmm. Let's save you know uh, Najee Harris a, a a high. Something you're gonna beat up and get tackled yeah, by uh, three hundred pounders. Uh, yeah, and, right. We, he, he's running hard enough here. He's getting he's gonna get twenty carries. Let's let Snell take this one. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but it wouldn't shock me if you're gonna take Harris off the field for a whole series. Which is going to happen every game here and there. You know, I mean, he's not going to play every snap. I wonder if they're going to be more McFarland or, or Snell series. I think it might depend on the team, too, who you're who playing. you're playing against. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Harris and Snell will ever be on the field together. I think Harris and McFarland Harris and McFarland could might be. be. Yeah, I think you might could be. see that. Right. I don't know where Bellage fits in, but we'll see. I think, you know, if he does he beat up Benny Snell or not? That's the question. Mm-hmm. And a, a huge factor with the three of them are who's good on teams. Yeah. You know, you, you need your running back. Like, people don't think about this, but a big reason Todd Gurley's not signed is obviously medical and whatnot. But not I, play any I can't have a third running back that doesn't help me on kickoff and punts. Or I mean, even I have a so second many guys active. Yeah. yeah, right. Wide receiver. This is where it gets interesting. I'm going to give you the target totals for each one of these receivers. Okay. Tell me if you think it's on, on par or. Uh, give me the numbers and I'll guess with the name. Okay. First number is 146. I hope that's Deontay. That is Deontay Johnson. Okay. Yeah. That's a big number. It's a big number. I don't think it's off, though. Yeah. Um, 126. Juju. That's Juju. Okay. I agree that that's probably how it goes target-wise. 119. Claypool. That's Claypool. Okay. And then Washington at 40. Ray Ray McLeod at 20. Anthony Johnson. I don't even know if he makes the team, All but right. we'll see. Uh, he's at 7. Okay. I'm not sure that... Not that that really matters. But. I'm not sure anyone out of the top four gets anything of note yeah, at all. of note. I mean... Ebron, I guess he didn't didn't include the tight, tight ends. Tight ends are separate, Okay. Yeah. 
Um, he has Johnson uh, 146 targets, 94 receptions for 1,004 yards with six touchdowns. Okay. I mean, I think he may be more 1,100 1150 yardage when it's all 94 said and done. catches a nice nice number for it him. It is. It's yeah. a very nice number. Um Smith Schuster 89 catches for 905 yards and six touchdowns. I'm not sure what that equate I'm not doing the math off the top of my head. I bet his yards per catch goes up. Well, I mean, these are all go, but now. These guys are all averaging more than 10 yards a catch. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. Both of those guys I should say. Yeah. I don't and, know that Juju's going to play outside as much as he wants. But, but I, I think, think his depth his yard, of target's going to go up. It, yeah. Everyone's will. Yeah. And then Claypool's at 73 for 969 and seven scores. That sounds about right. Yeah, I don't. I can't have a lot of battles with those numbers. They all are going to hurt each other a little bit. A little bit. You know, in a good way. But they're all, like, if you look at the fantasy uh, rankings here for him, uh, he's got Johnson with 231 points. Smith Schuster with 217, Claypool with 216. That puts them at 20th, 30th, and 31st in wide receiver scoring, according to his projections. I think you'd take that when it's all said and done. Yeah. You get three guys in the top 31 or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. I think I'd take Claypool over Juju for fantasy production this year. Yeah. But Deontay would be my number one. Yeah. Of the three. I think you sure. take Claypool just because you know that the, depth, the touchdowns and yeah. the depth of target is going to be yeah. better. And With Juju, you're ta- you're looking more for the PPR factor. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I agree. Good way of saying it. Um, I do think there'll be some weeks that are Juju weeks. There'll yeah. be some weeks that are Claypool weeks. I think every week will be a Deontay yeah. week. Trying to guess which ones. Right. They I get really asked that a lot when I do, like, right. the national radio. They, they want to go on, like, serious fantasy. Yeah. Oh, which one's going to be the guy? And I'm like, your guess is as good as mine. But yeah. I know Deontay Johnson is going to get – Peppered with targets. Exactly, but it shocked me last year, even week 12, 13, I'd be asked those those questions, who's going to be the number one? I, t- I can tell you who the number <laughs> one is. I'm not sure the number two is. That's the question, not the, not who's the number one. Uh, Ebron and Fryermuth. I uh, think Fryermuth will hurt Ebron's numbers a little, but he's not. Ebron's not going away. Ebron at 80 targets. Okay. That's more than Washington, less than the three receivers, yes. correct? Yeah. Okay, then I agree with that. That's fourth most on the team. With how they get slotted, yeah. 51 catches. Okay, that's a good number. 512 yards and five touchdowns. That's good efficiency per catch. Yeah. You know, about 10 yards a catch and... A touchdown know. every 10 catches. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I think that's what you want out of him. Uh, Fryermuth, 20 targets. 14. Oh, I'll go over that. Yeah, I think so as well. 14 catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, the target number. See, I think, I think he's going to. I think it's 40 targets. Ebron might not get to the 80 targets is, is my Especially late in here. the year. Now, the fact that he's he's saying that they're going to be 107, because he got Gentry, Gentry with seven targets, uh, but 107 targets for the tight end room. Mm-hmm. Sounds probably right in that range. Probably. How they're split up is going to be the difference, and how efficient they are mm-hmm. with those targets is also going to be. I, I, again, doing projections is hard, and I've never done them. But he has catches going to McLeod, Johnson, yeah. Gentry, which I realize the bottom of the roster guys will catch a pass this year. Yeah. But they might not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know right. What I mean? There's, there's no guarantee there. Right. Like, I mean, I mean Washington's going to have a hard enough time seeing the field. 
are we really sure the fifth and sixth receivers and third tight ends are actually going to get targets? I mean, more than five? I mean, let alone 20 combined? Well, let's put it this. I mean, he has he has uh, Jalen Samuels getting 13 targets. Yeah. Him and Gentry might not make the team. I don't even know if they're going to be on the team. Yeah. Right, right, right. But that means somebody else will, right. Lodge or whomever. So those, I think those, you know, the way he has this sorted out, a percentage of those will go to Fryermuth. Yeah. Because I think he gets more than 20 targets. I think so, too. Yeah, I think that's good. I think he plays more than 20% of the snaps. So, you know. He also broke breaks down the defensive side of things. Oh, really? Yeah. How about this? So, uh, defensive linemen. I'm just going to give you read your sack totals here for them. Now, Watt's going to be first. Well, uh, they're broken defensive interior and oh, edge. Oh, okay. A little separate. Okay, so he's got Cam Hayward at four and a half sacks. I'm that going. Seems very low. I'm going over that. He was low last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that number gets bumped up this year. It's hard for the interior guys to get big numbers. I mean, they they set up the edge guys to some degree with scheme, but Cam's a stud. No, yeah. I think that's over. Uh, he's got Stephon Tuitt at six point three. Now Tuitt was in double digits last year. I think it was mm-hmm. eleven. What's your guess of what those two would combine for? Well, he has them combining for. Ten point eight. Yeah, I think they're more like fifteen ish. I think they're right around at some point thirteen to fifteen, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. Yeah, which, which is where they were at take. last year. Last yeah. year they had they, they combined for fifteen. You'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and especially with an extra game. With an extra game, and you hope they're healthy. You know, obviously, but yeah, uh, he's got Tyson Alulu with uh, two point three. That's, okay. a, that's I might even that's, go under on that. That's about right. Right, yeah, right, right in yeah. that range. It depends on how much he plays outside. He'll play a fair amount, but. So, all told, for the defensive interior, he's also got Wormley, Bugs, Loudermilk on there. Uh, 14.2 sacks for the interior defensive line. I bet that's more like 17. I think it's more than that, yeah. Yeah. Because you'll get the, the random sack out of Wormley. And Wormley or get wide. Bugs will get there. Right, 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 Somebody right. else will get there. Uh, the outside linebackers, edge guys. T.J. Watt, 11.3 sacks. I'm going over that number. I'm going over that, too. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much shows year after year that he's – Better than that. Yeah. Uh, I, Alex Highsmith, 5.6 sacks. Okay. I'd probably still go over. I mean. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah. History shows that that front line is going to get more of the sacks than that. But, okay. Uh, and then you got Cassius Marsh, Quincy Roche, and Calvin Taylor. Uh, all told, uh, 19.7 sacks and uh, basically an interception out of the edge guys. Seems low. I'm going over that number. Mm-hmm. I am too. Yeah. Uh, interior linebackers in, or off-ball linebackers. Uh, total t- uh, <laughs> 1,021 snaps for Devin Bush, 126 tackles, uh, 1.7 sacks, and an interception. Forced fumble as well. Uh, Sounds reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I hope he plays over 1,000 snaps. To me, that's the number there you go. I mean, right. up until his injury last year, he, he had played every defensive snap. Yeah, I don't think he's he injury-prone or he's too yeah. small and going to get beat up. Or I, I, don't I mean, it's a non-contact kind of, injury. Right, it happens. Uh, they're projecting – I don't think this is the case. He's projecting Vince Williams to be the linebacker who plays the second-most snaps at 720. I think I'd agree with that. He played the most last year. He played the most last year because Spillane got hurt, and Spillane wasn't a starter before that. I think yeah. I think their plan is to start Spillane next to Devin Bush. Really? Okay. That surprises me a little. Okay. I think they like him in coverage better than Vince. I think that's true. Okay. Um, you're there more than me. I sort of just assumed Vince would be the starter, or at least the He'll be the in the mix. Of it. But right, if you remember right. two years ago, uh, Vince Williams played about – 
30% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. He's a little like a cockroach, though. I mean... Oh, he doesn't go. He's not going away. <laughs> right. There's no doubt about that. And, and there's still there's still ways that you can use him. Sure. With I think you rotate those, but I think the idea is that Spillane is on the field a little bit more. Like when you go nickel, you want Spillane on the field. Yeah, and nickels and nickels are the yeah. Nickels your ba- is right, your base right. package. Yeah. Maybe that they like Spillane more than I do. Um, I know what Vince is and. Let's put it this way. We'll, I think we'll, we want Spillane to go play more than Vince. We'll, I think combine, we'll, we'll combine their numbers. Okay. So the combination is uh, 103 tackles, 2.1 sacks, and... Uh, Roughly how many snaps between the two of them? Uh, that would be uh, 850-ish. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I mean, they played a, a lot little of dime, bit of dime, yeah. And they played a lot of... And I think the idea is to play more nickel than dime. Right. I would think the Marcus Allen snaps, he played 200-ish last year, might be zero. Yeah. Um, I think Johnson will play. I mean, I think he'll be on the defense at some point throughout the year. So the grand total for the off-ball linebackers is 244 tackles, four sacks, and 1.4 interceptions. Four snaps. I think that's right. That doesn't blow you away, but not everyone's going to get I think I would... I would go over on the interceptions, probably just because play a lot of snaps. Yeah. you know, ones get tipped and because you know. basically you're saying one one and a half interceptions. So you're saying are they going to get two? Yeah, yeah. I think they somebody will get their hands game. on a ball. Yeah. Right, right, right. They, they seem to do a lot better job of tipping balls to line of scrimmage too, and linebackers as good as anyone to grab it. I mean, I would say that for every team. If you said yeah. the off the ball linebackers, if the over under is one and a half, one I'm going over. Probably going over, <laughs> yeah. but I, I bet knowing Mike Clay. Probably 16 teams go over and 16 go under. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it probably yeah. is only about one or two a year for linebacker cores. Uh, the cornerbacks. Okay. Joe Hayden, 66 tackles, 2.1 interceptions. Okay. Uh, curious collective corner ball skills takeaway ability. I'm not sure if it's great or – I'm not sure that it's a strength. Uh, Cam Sutton. 55 tackles and uh, 1.9 interceptions. Okay. So we're at like four interceptions between the two of them. Yeah. Justin Lane, 41 tackles, 0.8 interceptions. So he's penciling in Lane as the third corner. Well, he's got Lane at 537 snaps and James Pierre at 269. I think that's what we want. Again, that's not a knock on Pierre, but I think you want Lane to be out there to fulfill what he could do. Um. Pierre, he's got 20 tackles, uh, 0.5 interceptions. Uh, Arthur Millette, uh, 236 snaps, 18 tackles, 0.4 interceptions. Right. And then Trey Norwood is the okay. last cornerback there, uh, eight tackles and 0.2 interceptions. A grand total of 208 tackles, uh, one sack, and 5.8 interceptions. Probably don't get the Hilton blitz sacks that they used to. Right. You know, I yeah. Think that, that number's going to go down from previous years. That's a hard conversation to have. I mean, I think a lot needs to shake out at the cornerback Here's the, here's the thing. I, I think I think a lot of fans get caught up in the Hilton blitzes. Right. Like, oh, he's a really good player. Here's the thing. That's well They blitzed all, him a but... lot because he wasn't great in coverage. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'm not ripping Mike Hilton at all, but that no, was, right, right, that's right. not his strong suit. Like, if Cincinnati signed him thinking he's going to solve, well, he's going to be our nickel and he's going to He's going to run and cover all these guys. That's not what he does. It's not. In the a Steelers way, used him to his best strengths by having him blitz. Like he's really good at it. He's really good at it. If you drafted him to cover and not do that, 
Right. You're barking up the wrong tree. Paying him that way. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like the Rams punter Hecker. Like, yeah, he's a really good trick guy too. But if you're not good at the punting part, we don't care about that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of trying to make an analogy. But I mean, Hilton's a good football player, but the blitzing's icing on the cake. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, safety. The safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick, 85 tackles, 2.5 interceptions. I am going over that. I'm going over interceptions, under on tackles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, 79 tackles, one sack, 2.2 interceptions. I'm going over on tackles, under on interceptions. See, I think, again, <laughs> you're adding an extra game on there. I, think, I know. Can he get 2.2? Maybe not. Can he get two? I think he can get two. I think he can get he two. He had two last year. That's why I went under, but yeah. he's not a take-the-ball-away guy. That's not who he is, you no. Know. But I would go way over on tackles. I wonder what snap counts are for those two. Uh, I, it's 1,021 for Fitzpatrick and 913 for Edmonds. I, mean, I think there's a really good chance that they're the two highest snap counts on the team. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Hayden may be in that conversation, uh, too. I, I think you'd look at Bush. You hope. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Antoine Brooks, he's projecting as the number three guy, 129 snaps. Donovan Steiner, like he doesn't. I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm maybe he's a diamond in the rough that Mike knows. They've got some other guys, I think, who will. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if Donovan Steiner is going to see any defensive yeah. snaps this year. Um, but all told, for the safeties, uh, you're looking at uh, 4.9 interceptions. I'm going over that. I'll go over on that too. I think Minka may have that himself. Mm-hmm. I just, I yeah, just, I do. I yeah. do too. I mean, that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I trust him to take the ball. I mean, turnovers are one of the hardest things to predict. Absolutely. Who gets him, of course. But I guys mean, who catch the football catch the football. You're right. I mean, if that were – I'm not saying he's Ed Reed, but what, what what would you project Ed Reed every year? Six or seven? Yeah. You know what or I mean? Rod Woodson. Or, right, you know. right, right, right. I mean, uh, how many big plays is Troy going to have in a year? You know, combination of sacks, you know, strips, yeah. takeaways. You know, you have to go pretty high. Speaking of which – the combination sack total for the Steelers' defense. He's got them at 41. I'm going over that. Yeah, I think history shows. History shows. I mean, they've been over 50 in, like, the last four years. And with all respect to Bud Dupree, I mean, he wasn't the driving force to be no. that. You know, I mean, he's yeah. a good player, and they're going to have to replace him. But I think the sack numbers will be – I bet they'll be in the top five in the league. Yeah, absolutely. They may not repeat, yeah. you know, for the fifth time in a row. Top but... five in the league is going to put you at over 45. Yeah. I agree. And with the 17th game? The 17th <laughs> game, and I'd love to bring this up, too. I mean, I think sack numbers will go up across the league just with having fans in your home building. Absolutely. You know, yeah. having crowd noise in your advantage, you know, I think that goes a long way. And then uh, interceptions at 13. 13's not a bad number. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not a bad number. I don't know, uh, would you take 13 or would you take door number two? 13's fine. But I might go fish and hope I get more. Hope you get more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But he would take 13 when it's all said and done. Be a pretty good defense with 13 takeaways. His unit grades, and I believe this would be on a must be on a scale of to four would be the uh, highest that you mm, can get. Okay. Quarterback, he gives him a 2.0. Four is the best. Four is the best. Okay. Dead average. Running back, 1.3. I think it's going to be above average. I think it's going to be higher yeah, yeah. than that. Wide receivers, 3.6. Wow. That's really high. That's high. I don't disagree, but that's really high. Yeah. Tight end, 1.6. Okay. He was a little low on Friar Muth as a rookie, yeah. which which I get. I mean, I'm sure he has an algorithm that says rookie tight ends keep bringing it down. Yeah. 
Offensive line. Point one. That's. <laughs> I mean, that has point to be the one. worst grade you can get. Yeah, I mean, I mean you a, can't get anything lower that's than a that. Tarski almost. I mean. Point one. That's, I'd give him a little more credit than that. Yeah. Wow. That's like startles me. David like, DeCastro and five guys you pulled out or four guys you pulled off the street should get more than a point one. Right. I mean, I thought you might. I thought you were going to hear like a 1.0, and I was going to say, oh, I'll probably go a little higher. 0.1. I mean, you gave the running backs a 1.3. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, my eyes are kind of bulging on my head. 0.1. Uh, interior defensive line, 4.0. Wow. That might be a little rich, too. Well, that would be that's saying that they're the, the, the top, best. the best in the league. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really good, but yeah. okay. I don't know if they get an A+. Plus. Edge, 3.1. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Off-ball linebackers, 1.5. I think that's about right. Was it last segment we were given grades to we said all the different units, yeah. and they were average to below? Cornerback, 1.0. Hmm. I hope not. I mean, I could write a story where that's true. What if Hayden loses a step and yeah. – or Sutton gets hurt, or Lane doesn't step up. Well, that's every team, though. If you start talking hey, hey, about oh, this guy gets hurt or that guy, yeah, yeah that's yeah, they have a pretty good history of finding the next Mike Hilton out of yeah. the group of slot type dudes. Yeah, so I bet it's better than that, but it would be a rough year if they have a 1.0 at the corner position. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. It also wouldn't blow my doors off if their first round pick next year is a corner. No, it wouldn't surprise me. No, yeah. I think that's in the. Although I think guards. quarterback would probably trump that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but maybe they'd get someone else. Or, right, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, safety, 3.5. Nice. I'm dead on it. I like that. Offensive ranking overall, 19. I would get, take door number two. I but I think I think it's 19 because they got a 1.3 at running back and a point one. Yeah, they're like saying they're not going to block a soul all year. Not going to block a soul and the running back stink. Right. I mean, if you can get that to, to point eight. If you if your offensive line is .5 and your running back room is .25, each of those raise a half a point. Yeah, one point yeah. eight for the running backs and .5 for the offensive line. Now all of a sudden your offense goes from nineteen to I don't know. Right. I mean, if Harris is fourteen, fifth on the rookie of the year ballot. I mean, I'm not seeing even one. Yeah. I would imagine that gets you two point five ish or whatever in that yeah. conversation. You're above average. I don't think the line's gonna be the worst in the league. Not gonna be the worst in the league. No. no. I mean, uh, would you take the line as the? If I said it's the twenty fourth best line in the league, would you say I'll take that, or would you go to door number two? It's not that rich. It's there's, not that. There's rich. some dreadful lines in the league. I would. My expectation would be that it would be better than that. Yeah. If you told not me a I'll, lot better than that, but better than that. If you told me, I mean, if a genie came out and said, "I'll give you the twenty best, twentieth best line in the league," I okay. think I'll say, "Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take Thanks. that. I'll take that." Yeah. I'm not interested in door number two. Yeah. But twenty fourth, I might take door number two. I agree. Um, hmm. The defensive ranking is number four. I think it's a top five unit. I probably would put that's with the that's with the off ball linebackers at one point five and the corners at one point mm-hmm. I think I would take that too. Yeah, if you got the number four defense overall. Yeah, I'm and this is in to... terms of fantasy stuff. I know, way. I know. Yeah, I mean, but if you have big the number, plays and, sacks, and, and so. I think his projections for their sack totals are, are low. I do too. So I think there's definitely the possibility that in terms of fantasy football, they could mm-hmm. be much higher than that. I'd have to give it some thought, but if we're doing fantasy draft today. I'm taking Washington's defense ahead of them. I probably could come up with another. Maybe the Rams. 
I don't know. I mean, but there's not many. Yeah, I mean. Because pass rush to me is so important when I'm drafting a defense, and I know it's going to be a good pass rush. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's in that neighborhood. But, again, I mean, if I told you you had a top five defense, if you're the fourth or fifth best defense in the league in 2021, they'll be hard to beat. I mean, they're going to be 500-ish. Yeah. You know yeah. Um, hmm. He's projecting them to finish 30th in rushing, 31st in rushing yards, and 31st in rushing touchdowns. I don't see that. That's about where they were last year, right? That's where they were. They were 32 last year. Yeah, I mean that's 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 not a big enough jump. No, uh, it's just not. That's not what's going to happen. I mean, their Um, yards per carry. He's projecting them to finish 14th in sacks. Like Mike, what do you? Hmm. Just losing Bud Dupree is not enough for me to do that. No. I mean, I know. I'm sure he has some algorithms and some history that show that most. If you looked at I don't know the last 30 years. Every defense that led the league in sacks, where do they end up the next year? I bet it's seventh or eighth. You know what I mean? It's probably not. Well, they're the first team that's ever – no team had ever led the league three straight years. Right. They've now led it four straight years. And we'd all bet against them doing it again. Yeah, so you – But I don't think they're going to be – The hidden vigorous says, yeah, bet against them being the league leader again. But they're not going to fall off the cliff. Right. (laughs) It's not like the roulette rule would just hit black 20 times in a row, so now it's going to hit red. Yeah. You know, I mean – I don't think I think they'll be top ten. He's also projecting them to lead the league in passing attempts again. I don't know that, that don't that's not so. going to happen. It'd be a long year if they did. Yeah, which is why he's projecting them to finish so low in the rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you, yeah, your your computer's going to spit that out at you because it doesn't factor in the human element of this. Right. It doesn't factor in that you've got Art, Art Rooney the second going. <laughs> we need to run the football. The guy that writes the checks to say <laughs> yeah. we're going to run the ball more. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if your boss tells you you're on the ball more, you're on the ball more. Or yeah. you find somebody else that will. You know, by the way, you spent a first-round draft pick on a running back. Yeah. Right, not right, a wide right. receiver, not a quarterback, right. a running back. I don't know off the top of my head what their run-pass percentage was, but I bet it changes by 4 or 5%. Maybe because, you know, maybe it's 58-42 instead of 62-38. You know, Is that what it was? 62? Somewhere in that range, Yeah, it was yeah. over 60, I knew that, but I wasn't sure what number. But, yeah. But that's I a significant change. change. That's a big deal yeah. over the course of that many snaps over the, over the year. And how they do it will change, too. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, hmm. interesting little uh, no, that's fun. nuggets there uh, from Mike Clay on ESPN. But uh, that's going to do it for our show today. I hope everybody has a great weekend. We will be back again to remind everybody uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from minicamp at Heinz Field. Yeah. You'll be able to hear us uh, live from uh, 4 to 6 each day. No, 3 to 5. I've been in the studio 3 to 5 each day. Uh, but there will be other shows. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a uh, wall-to-wall coverage of that. There'll be shows all day from down at Heinz Field with uh, everybody. Good for us. Uh, Moats and uh, Euler and uh, all kinds of goodies. Yeah, Jacob will be doing a show down there. So lots of lots of good stuff going on down there. But uh, for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, keeping us on the air during the show. I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.